0: Hello, everyone. My name is Ektor Joa, and I am the president of SAI, the Students and Academics International Assistance Fund in Norway. Welcome to this podcast about SAI's next political campaign. Uh, In March 2022, SAI will be releasing a new campaign as it was adopted in our annual meeting. And for this year, we will be using or we'll be having the topic of the digital divide, and we will look closer into how it has affected higher education as well as completion rates. And as part of this political campaign, we will also be releasing a, a report around the topic. And today to talk a little bit about that report and about that campaign, we have with us Tania Rosman, which uh, she is a professor at Huracan, which is the University of the Autonomous Regions of the Nicaraguan Caribbean coast. And we will dig deeper into this digital divide topic. But before we start, I would really like to welcome you, Tania. And also, it will be nice if you can introduce yourself to all our audience.
1: Hi, good morning. Uh, My name is Tania Rosman. I'm from Nicaragua. Um, I've been working in Huracán for almost 21 years, um, working with indigenous people, young people, Afro-descendants. And one of the main things I have to do is give follow-up in how um, these people are studying but getting back to, um, to society, you know, wh- wh- um, how the university are changing their life and how the university are changing society.
0: hmm uh-huh. Thank you. And like you mentioned, now we started, we jumped right into the topic with Huracan. But for those of you who have not heard about Huracan before, Huracan is an intercultural university uh, community for indigenous people and ethnic communities of the Nicaraguan Caribbean coast. And maybe uh, some people might be wondering what makes Huracan different from other universities. Could you maybe explain that to us?
1: Um, this is a good question. Yeah, I always put a smile on my face because... I'm happy to say that Huracan is different from other universities because everything we do, we do with our heart. And we truly believe we need to uh, make changes in society. So we are very focused in how the people from the Caribbean coast and also the whole country uh, could have a different way of living, a better way of living, whole um, Afro-descendant, indigenous um. Mestizo is what we will call, and Spanish people in Nicaragua can live together because it's, uh, it's very difficult for us. It's very difficult to believe that all of us can be in the same level um, as a person and to understand the other one without thinking that I deserve more. So we very, very focused on this issue. So um, I'm always glad to say that we do things with our mind, but we do things with our heart.
0: hmm and I think that's also very important because you mentioned something about all the different communities in the university and Huracan is also an intercultural um, community. Yeah. And uh, why is that important? What's an intercultural uh, university mm-hmm.
1: then? It is important because uh, inter- intercultural university is about how can all of us survive in the same place, respecting each, o- each one of us. Um, how indigenous people and afrodescendant and mestizo could um, negotiate for a better way of living. How can we see ourselves as equal without trying to destroy what the what others are building on their side? So for us it's one of like the main main things what all of us work on and we also try to take this to the other part of the country because we are um, located on the Atlantic coast, which is like the half of Nicaragua. So we are working hard now to involve the other universities from this from the country to um, embrace interculturality.
0: Mm-hmm, that's really nice. And it's also something
1: I'm pretty sure everyone around the world in a globalized <laughs>
0: world can learn from, and it will become even more relevant But if we move a little bit forward now, we have been in these past years living under a pandemic. All of 2020, 2021, we have been in a pandemic that is affecting all of us. But how has this affected uh, the students and the academic life at uh, Huracan?
1: Um, It was very difficult at the beginning because we are very um, oral people. We are people that like to... um, like hug each other and always and giving your good vibe to the to others. So it was very difficult at the beginning because teachers believe that it's not possible to transmit knowledge through the through a um, digital in a digital way. So um at the beginning when we when we had to do this in 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 digi- in a digital way, um the teachers then was just trying to give student information and student will not know what to do with it so and the leaders the students came to our authority and discussed including each one of the uh, um, people from the different um, communities and also teacher to decide what was the best for us because it was very difficult for them they did not have access to internet and most of them live in, in communities where you don't even have an energy. So it was very, very hard for us. At the end, we decided that we were going to work on both ways. We did the digital part, but we also tried to have students in the classroom so they could um, speak what they were thinking, speak with your teacher and say, well, this, I do not understand this. How can I solve this? And until now, it's been working good for us.
0: Yes, and this thing with with uh, no access and all the struggles that you face, and you realize that a lot of people didn't have access to internet or to the tools they required on the, under a digital uh, for digital education, was this something that you had already seen or were using in your account or was it something that the pandemic really came and surprised you, and then you realized it was that the digital divide existed? For example, since we were talking about the digital divide.
1: No, um, no. We knew digital divide was rough for people in our community, but we had um, some master program that we work only in a digital way. So we was um, almost not really prepared, but almost prepared for this. So we um, we tried to work on the platform with the student, and it was very difficult at the beginning, you not know, because um, they did not know how to how to use it, and even though. Um, some of them have a a cell phone, but in the community, because everybody went home, they do not have access to internet. So that's why it was very hard for for the university, but also for the student to see, well, what can we do to do this better? And like I say, that's one of the main reasons why we decided that we should do both ways, you know? And it's been working but i also believe is thanks to the um leadership from the student because it was them who um approach or authority to work it this way so um so long so good
0: yeah and now since we're talking about the digital part of this uh, issue and how it affected urakan one thing are the tools and not having internet or having being able uh, having to use your phone and such but there's another big aspect, which is also like when it comes to the content, the discussions that are happening in the classrooms. Uh, we inside find a lot of inspiration in the Brazilian philosopher and uh, pedagogue, Paulo Freire, who was a big critique or he criticized a lot the so-called banking education where students are seen as an empty pot they have a passive role in education and it's just the teacher that comes and is giving them information they're just memorizing stuff and they're just receiving information and I can see when you talked about how you needed to have both systems because you needed the students to express themselves and to talk that means that you need this non-banking educational system but is it then that Education through technology is just possible through a banking system. Is it just repeating this uh, thing that Friday criticized, or is it possible to also have critical education through technology?
1: Um, I'm not sure if it's possible, but I will say that um, our student will not allow us to do something like that because um, the majority of all changes in the university involve our student, and the leadership from our student is very, very strong. So we have four different campuses, but they all get together and work forward to what they think or they believe is the best for our student, and they also work very close to our authorities. So I, I don't think they would allow us to do this banking education because. All the education we give in Huracan have to be have to do with them, with them changing and trying to get a better space, a better way of living for the communities. And I don't think we can do that in 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 this method. It's very very difficult, and it's very very difficult for our students to to don't stand and listen to the teacher without saying anything. I I don't think they will allow them to do that.
0: But do you think then this, this, these technologies in education, are they following this banking system or can you have these discussions through platforms and through technology? Is it harder?
1: It is harder because um, you cannot transmit, I don't think you can transmit love um, of everything what you are doing. If you love something and you love doing that, it's very, very difficult, but it's not impossible. We al- we also use digital system, but it's not the main way of teaching in our case.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that's another important thing because who is leading or, or the needs that you have with education, for example. We've seen that as technology gets more and more into the educational system, it's usually big businesses like Google, Microsoft, Amazon, who are extending their reach and they're having more and more control over the education sector. Uh, But of course, they're not the ones that know the needs of their communities, for example, in Huracan. So how can we make it so that students and teachers and civil society in their communities are the ones controlling how education goes into, or how technology goes into education?
1: I believe um, the easiest way of solving anything what is very difficult is in society is talking, and that is just one of the the things we try to do. Um, is dialogue is coordinating different activities, is involving um, teachers, involving students, involving authorities also in what we what we are working in because it's not easy to change something if you are doing it alone. So we try to involve everyone who we think um, can be part of the process and considering that um, spirituality is very important for our institution. Um, We try to to get together and discuss all of these different um, issues and see which is the best way to um, go through it. Um, But also I think we need um how can I say we need people to realize the um how difficult this, this, this process is because anything what had to do with student uh with university or education is like is only in the interest of who is in the university or who work in the university, but not the the all the people in the world are interested in this. So I think it, it is important to be aware of what's going on and and how we can provide help to to achieve all this transformation. I think um, the world, the whole world, needs.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we also see that commercialization of education has been a big discussion for many years now, especially in the higher education sector. Is this trends in technology entering the education sector? Increasing that risk can that make education more commercial? Now that we have these big players uh, going in there,
1: I believe it, it could be, and mostly in private university, it it been worse. Um, in our case, um, the government did not allow all university to do this, and like they established what it will cost in this in this system to study. Um, but I think it's very, very possible because even in our country, which is a small country, you can see that um, higher education is causing a lot of money. Um, I'm not talking only about you that you have to invest money getting a, a smartphone or a computer, but just to access internet. So I believe, I believe yes, it is.
0: Yeah. Is there anything from... Uh from the report that you would like to share, maybe a little bit of uh, an insight, something that surprised you or something that you think <laughs> is uh, is very important.
1: Um, Not everything, because yeah. we
0: want people to read the report, but just something, a little bit for our listeners.
1: Something that caught my, my attention is the capacity of students to do analysis about this system um, and this way of having education, because you will believe that, well, they are student and They just have to come to the university and receive whatever I will give, you know. And things do not work like that. Um, The activism you will say is not working, no, because the digital divide. But actually, they they find their own way, and they're doing things that we will not believe could work. But um, I think you will surprise to know what. People are capable of doing, but mostly what young people are capable of, of doing when they are trying to change the life and trying to change um, the society where they have to where they have to live.
0: Mm-hmm. That's super interesting, and I feel also that really shows something inside. We have always been talking about is how student activists are very dynamic and they are changing and moving society. It is yes. So I, I really look forward to reading that report. And we also invite all our listeners to do the same. Um, if you don't have any last words, uh, uh, Tanya, I think we can then say goodbye to our audience. You have the last uh, few seconds. You can say something.
1: Um, digital divide can be a problem. Well, it is a problem, but it all depends on what we are doing to change it. And I think uh, in the long term, it it. It won't change, and it would get harder. So we we have to um, put all our effort in what we're doing for these issues.
0: Yes, thanks a lot, Tanya, and also for all everyone listening. We this podcast is part of a two um, it's two podcasts that we're launching together. The other one is with the other author of this uh, report, which is uh, William Flores, and that is in Spanish. So if you also speak Spanish, I really encourage you to go and listen to that. The report will be launched in March together with our creative campaign on this topic. And we invite all of you to follow us on social media and to join our work inside to improve the conditions and reduce this digital divide. Thanks a lot for listening.